Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome to this episode, which is another one of our regular delves into the mailbag and the uh, the contributions from yourselves, the Cunters. It's one of the episodes where we don't have to think about doing anything really apart from just reading stuff out and this time sam we've taken a bit of time to um to pre-read them and pre-vet them because some of the ones last time were a bit shit yeah there's always some lackluster ones although before we get started into this like daft stories that people have sent us uh one of the good things was on our last mailbag we talked about um a farm didn't we in the cheshire area um, which Lewis yeah. Clare's family work at. And yeah. I can't remember exactly what we said because it was a few days away, but I think we ended up proposing some sort of Cunter slash Iron Filing Society event there. And Something like that, yeah. And Lewis Clare has taken us up on it. He said, challenge accepted. You've, mi- you've missed out a few of the best bits. There's a climbing wall, a jumping pillow. Don't know what that is. It sounds fucking awesome. Oh, I've been on one of them. Yeah, there's a farm near me that's got one of them. It's a massive inflatable pillow. pillow. And you just jump Huge, into it. Like, cushion yeah. thing. And you, and you bounce about on it. And, and it's when you jump fall into off the it, end. When you jump into it, you like you like roll around just giggling, yeah. don't you? And you, could, you yeah. could easily come off the end of it, off the side and probably so, break So there's leg. jeopardy. So like, yeah, yeah. Inflatable slide, barrel train, pick your own pumpkin, um, It's and it's fully licensed. So I think that we might end up at that farm sometime soon. I think he sent us an email as well, actually. So the invite is on. I would encourage people to check this out and let us know whether or not you're up for it, because I he's, am. He's got a, a subscriber offer for Iron Filer Society members. What, um, to subscribe to his farm you can't no, no, subscribe if, to if a you, farm if you're an iron filing subscriber and not yeah. one of the standard hunters you can yeah. go along to it's called red house farm in altrincham yeah. go along yeah. to the easter event 10 till 4 uh from now until easter monday and you'll get free access for one child to their courtyard i presume that's where all the good stuff happens yeah uh, so if you go along ask for lewis let him know your your ifs and he'll sort it out for you. I don't know whether there's a fucking question he'll ask you. Maybe it's about some of the IFS content that the standard cunters can't hear. And just remember, dickheads, if you are listening to one of these free-to-air ones, get involved on uh, Patreon. Subscribe. Become yeah. an Iron Filings member. That way, not only will you get loads of extra content, and we do save the best stuff for on there. Yeah, we do. Um, we will also you will also be getting discount at the what I've heard referred to as the best diversified farm in Britain right now. And yeah. that is part of what you get. In fact, we should put that on our Patreon page, mate. I think we're going to have to. And if, if anybody else is listening who runs a diversified farm, 
and also wants to offer some kind of uh, reduction, get in touch and we'll, you know, we'll do it all around the country. Yeah, or if you take issue with me claiming that, uh, what's it called again? Red House Red, Farm. Red House Near Farm is, is the best diversified farm in Britain and you reckon your diversified farm is better well, mm. put together a mob of your mates and the other people who work on the far- diversified farm. Lewis will do the same. Me and Andy will come to a space equidistant between your two diversified farms. Yep. And you can have a fucking row and we'll adjudicate. And then we'll <laughs> fucking find out who's got the best diversified farm, won't we? Hey, <laughs> We're not going to go visit them. We're just going to get you to come and fucking meet us and fucking shout it out. Yeah. And we'll fucking see once and for all and we'll film it and we'll put that on the Patreon page as well. Yeah. Apparently they do a great cream tea there. Apparently he reckons that it was in Waitrose magazine, which was that magazine where the editor got sacked for saying he wanted to kill vegans. Yeah. Right. Um, But that notwithstanding that one slip up, they are a well-respected publication. In that publication, um, the cream tea at Red House Farm mm. was rated as one of the top seven scones or scones in the country. So Wow. Top seven. Yeah. So think on. You know, we've got like two weeks of school holidays starting now and I think I might be across there take advantage of this this offer. Because me and yourself, Sam, if you look at the email, we've been given a bespoke offer that yeah. isn't available to anybody else other than me and you. I I'm not going to say what's in so. it. I'm not going to say what's in it, but... Um, I might be well over there in a couple of couple of weeks' time. I hope it involves the um, some sort of, you know, saucy farmer's lady. The fuck? <laughs> Milkmaid. She farmer. A farmstress? <laughs> I think it's just, um, I think we get a free cream tea maybe and that's it. Well, that's just as good. Better, Better if nothing. anything. This is it! Uh, Sexville. Right. Uh, David has written this. I've got a story that started out as an epic sex fail and has lasted half a lifetime as classic bullshit. In the early 90s, I was at a nightclub with my mates, all in our late teens. For some reason, an older woman, probably late 30s, early 40s, oh, MILF, uh, <laughs> took an interest in me and invited me back to her place at the end of the night. This invitation and some classic nightclub snogging took place in front of all my mates, who were surprised to say the least, as despite my bragging, I'd never been that successful with the ladies. In other words, I was a complete virgin. In the taxi on the way back, the older woman started to take quite an interest in what was in my trousers, and to my horror, I managed to spray my load before the taxi reached her house. Uh. Oh, man. Uh, when we got there, I was very reluctant to remove my clothes to reveal the mess in my pants and kept pushing away her advances. When she finally got pissed off and asked me why I wouldn't get my kit off, I explained what had happened and she suddenly turned into more of a mother figure than a potential sexual conquest and started to console me with comments like, don't worry, it's quite common and this happens to everyone. (laughs) She then told me it would be best if I slept in her kid's bedroom. They were at their dad's and I duly took myself up on the bottom bunk of their bunk beds. Oh, man. The next day at the pub watching the Sunday afternoon football, the lads were all asking me how it had gone and I took great pride in explaining to them she had ridden me to within an inch of my life and that she told me I was the best she'd ever had. This bullshit has lived on for more than 25 years until today, the first time I have revealed the true story. That is incredible. Exclusive. He says, thanks for giving me the forum to share. 
There you this go. This is David. a world exclusive. Yeah. What's his name again? David Fraser. David, I am touched and honoured that you have decided to share what was probably a traumatic experience. Yeah. Um, with us in this forum. And as well, it's, you've, it's you've... moments like that that make this what many people are saying the closest the the podcast world has to the one show. Yeah. Light and shade, humanity. He's he's lived a lie, Sam, for 25 years. All his mates have, have believed the story told them, and he's now used this platform to, to come clean and tell the truth. And I bet that quarter of a century of lies now yeah. stripped away, I bet it feels so much better. Yeah, it's liberating. It's liberating. Yeah. Drop the shit. Admit to your... I hope your mates are listening and they know now that you, you know, you spunked in your pants in a cab. It's a nice story anyway. It's funny. I mean, you should have owned it at the time. This this could be a new a new section, a new segment. Drop the shit. It's time to admit. Where yes. anybody that wants to... Anybody oh, that wants yeah. to confess to anything at all that they've kept bottled up for so long, yes. this is the forum. Yeah. Send them in. Feels you know great. If you do it, trust us, you'll feel fucking great. Drop right. the shit. It's time to admit. That is so good, mate. That is so, well, that's the best it. item we've ever had. <laughs> best out item title. <laughs> Drop the shit. It's time to admit. It's a bit like something they'd have. Do you remember Surprise Surprise with Silla? Yeah. Now, yeah. this this week on Drop the Shit, It's Time to Admit, we've got a young man who wants to fess up to a lie that he told some 25 years ago. <laughs> and if I'm right, it, uh, David, it's to do with you prematurely ejaculating in a taxi, is it not? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Silla. Um, I told him until I take him into a confession booth to do this as well while dressed <laughs> as a priestess we're going to surprise him at his place of work and get him <laughs> to drop the shit and just admit to his premature spunking s- story from 25 <laughs> years ago hello David are you David oh still a black what are you doing here <laughs> right so yeah right. we'll have some of that uh, the Stray Man of Belfast. Ooh. Afternoon, gents. Can't claim this was me, but it's the best Stray Man story I've ever heard. I think it's up there with My Little Pony. Whoa. Big words. Big words. Who'll be the judge of that, Paul? Yes. Uh, Jason Killip is claiming that he has a story that's up there with, I would say, unequivocally, the best Stray story well, we ever heard, which was sent in by Louise. As well. Let's have it yeah. then. My sister went to Belfast to see her best mate in the early 90s. They went out for a few beers, including her mate's brother. Let's call him Roy to protect his anonymity. (laughs) And let Sam do his keen voice. Well, (laughs) I don't think there's any dialogue in this. As the night drew to a close, my sister and her said their goodbyes and left Roy out on the town in central Belfast, where he proceeded to get a skinful. After at least one too many, he fell out of the bar onto the streets, became severely disorientated, heading home. He was now stray. In the darkness, he stumbled over a low brick wall, which runs along the Belfast City Hall, where there's a large grass lawn. The effect of the fall onto the lush glass made him think that this might be a good place to stop just for a short rest, <laughs> or before heading <laughs> off home or finding some stray shelter. Yeah, a short rest. <laughs> is never wise it never turns no. out that way 
Unfortunately, as some c- can sometimes be the case, he fell into a proper drunken coma and was awoken when something metal started jabbing into his leg. Oh, shit. He opened his eyes to see that it was what it was and was surprised to discover that it was... Remember where this was taking place, Andy? Belfast. Oh, yeah. It was a bomb disposal robot. Oh! He lifted yes! his He lifted his head... Looked around to see uh, he had been corned, cordoned off on the lawn. <laughs> the local police had seen him and tried to wake him, but he couldn't be roused, or as this country has written, he could not be aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Straight man, a suspicious device. Yes. He could not be roused. They thought that he was a booby-trapped dead body, as this was still during the Troubles. Ooh. So they panicked, closed off the area, called the army in imagine his surprise imagine the surprise of the people behind the police tapes when roy lifted his head up to stop Fuck. the jabbing of the robot he had some explaining to do to a lot of people suffice to say it was the last time my sister went out drinking with him well it's <laughs> good it's nowhere near as good as van Gelis, but it's no, good it's not. It's he, not. Was, he, he, he was mistaken for a corpse bomb and woken yeah. up by a distant irish ancestor of results spot yeah it's wake very up. good. It, it, it's it's eight I and a half out of ten. I am robot. Wake up. <laughs> wake up, you cunt. <laughs> You've dragged me out of bed at seven in the morning. Now get up, you prick, and fuck off home. <laughs> yeah, good one, though. Like that. Very good. Um, here's a good one. This is from Alex Scott. I don't think it's Alex Scott, the beautiful, beautiful football pundit. If it yeah. is... Get back in touch again, Alex. I have some proposals that I would like to discuss with you. Um, <laughs> Alex says, uh, can I please stop by thanking you both for the creating this avenue to finally get these stories out there? It's a pleasure. Drop uh, the shit, says, just admit. <laughs> yeah. He says, I seem to have been surrounded by bullshit since I was turned 13. The first was a troubled young man, we shall say, with a, a massive small man complex who had many tales to prove he was in the SES, age 12. From telling people he could shine shoes so well he wasn't allowed near airports on sunny days for flight safety. Good. Or he was so accomplished at assault courses that he was banned from all parks in the Lincolnshire area for fear of embarrassing children. It's probably not the real reason why I was banned from parks, but there you go. Uh, Two stories stood out. First one, he told us once he took out a squadron of Iraqi fighter jets on his own. He was on an army base with his dad, who was a crack fighter pilot, and his dad had fallen ill. The air raid siren started to go off, so he got his dad's keys and helmet, jumped in his jet and shot down all but one of the Iraqi planes. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, he had now run out of rockets. <laughs> that one's done it. And oh, one plane- fuck it, I've run out of rockets! <laughs> so, but one plane was left, so he waited for it till it dropped its bomb, Flew underneath the bomb, slid open the hatch, caught the bomb, threw it back at the plane and blew it up. Yes. He then returned to base, uh, snuck back into his dad's tent and nobody realised it wasn't his dad. He didn't even get a medal. Um, (laughs) And the second story of this spectacular bullshitter was in a maths class. He was asked by the teacher for his maths homework. He informed the teacher he didn't have it, but it wasn't his fault. When pressed on the matter, he then informed us that you don't even know how close you all came to dying. (laughs) (laughs) This grabbed everyone's attention and infuriated the teacher who demanded that he explain this statement. Uh, He said, I was in my bedroom doing my homework when my mum shouted there was someone at the front door for me. 
It was Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> he told me there was a nuclear bomb at the top of the Eiffel Tower and he needed yeah. me to defuse it. I told him I couldn't. I had homework to do. And he said <laughs> I could do it. He said I could do it on the plane. <laughs> so, so we flew to Paris. I defused the bomb, flew back, but I've left my homework on Air Force One. I'm not mm. really allowed to tell anyone this, but now you know. The teacher just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to Brilliant. really respect this bullshit, though. This is the sort of bullshit you can respect because he's just yeah. fucking gone for it. It's rampant, isn't it? Rampant yeah. bullshit. No yeah. holds barred. Yeah, if you're going to lie, you might as well lie big. Yeah, thanks, Alex Scott. Please, please be Alex Scott off the telly. Craig Butcher's written in uh, under the heading 90s story. It's quite short. So he fucking knows how to get our attention. Yeah. It's in the 90s, and he's also specified it's quite short. It's not great, but on the basis of a strong title, it's getting read. Okay. Not sure if this fits into your current topics other than it happened in the 90s. My mate came home from a night on the ale. He was still living at home, and his mum put a bucket in his room just in case. (laughs) It's nice, isn't it? Mums are so understanding sometimes. <laughs> My mate woke up in the morning and looked at the bucket. It had been turned upside down and there was a very neat turd laying on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no information other than this, but I think it raises a few questions. Yes, it does, Craig. It you are does. very... Yeah, you're right. A neat turd. I like that. Mm. He's just like, woken up pissed turn the bucket upside down and yeah. shat neatly onto it <laughs> have some of that mum that's mum I, I, I can't think why you would do that you, you would you'd shit into the bucket wouldn't you you'd just squat over the bucket but the things um, a drunk man does when he wakes up in yeah. his sleep can't be Lord explained I mean yeah. I woke up holding my baby once in a banging on the bathroom door and Jesus. we still don't quite know why Fucking I had the baby in my arms, and I was just banging on the do- on the bar on the toilet door. Yeah, my wife came out and said, "What are you doing with the baby banging on the bathroom door?" Uh, I was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> you fucking do it. You fucking do it. <laughs> I once walked up. I once got up my, my mum and dad's house so shit faced that I walked up the stairs to go to the bathroom because uh, the bathroom door was directly at the top of the stairs and I didn't actually make it into the bathroom I sort of veered across to the left a little bit started to piss and started to piss into the electric socket that was on the on the wall lovely just next to the bathroom door my dad came up to find me and he says there were sparks coming out of the fucking no socket. way yeah and ever Could've since the then death. And since that day, young Andrew Dawson led a secret life as Electro Penis. <laughs> Electric Andrew. <laughs> I once plugged my penis in a in a strange drunken pissing accident. I Ever plugged my then. penis into the national grid. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, I've had all the energy of Kevin Keegan. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Uh, Jay Lane has been in touch. All right, lads, this is proper quick. Settle an argument that I have with a couple of friends for me. I won't tell you which side of the issue I sit on so as not to muddy the waters. You're walking through suburbia, brackets, there's no way of finding somewhere real to shit. I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> Suddenly you need it's a shit. Poetic. Do you knock on someone's door and ask to use their toilet? Or is that no. weird? Yes, yes, it's fucking weird. It's really weird. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. What do people think we're fucking doing? Look, we're professional men. <laughs> what we're serious people. We, we haven't got time to be fucking dealing with these like problems for you and your mates. Fucking hell. There, suddenly they think we're at their disposal to solve anything. They're sat in the pub talking about where... Anyway, it's fucking self-evident what the answer is. I think you made that up. I don't believe that you've got a mate. I don't think any of you thought that it was acceptable. Knock, 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 knock. Hello, can I help you? Can I come in and have a shit? <laughs> I'm a stranger. Um, <laughs> of course <you> can. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, I am a stranger. Can I come in and shit in your toilet? Um, hang on, I'll have to ask my husband. Darling! <laughs> There's a stranger at the door. He says he'd like to shit in our toilet. <laughs> ah, let him in, for fuck's sake. You've got to trust people these days. He's obviously <laughs> desperate. He wouldn't have knocked otherwise. <laughs> I can tell you, I, I wouldn't mind someone. I, I've been turned away several times in my youth. <laughs> Come a cropper. <laughs> Yeah. Hell. No, don't don't do that. You're better no, off, even if you're in suburbia and you can't find anywhere real to shit. I don't know what you mean by that, but someone I'd like to see, ultimately I'd like to see would... this suburbia. I'd like to see a map of this suburbia. I could find somewhere. I could pinpoint yeah. somewhere in fucking thirty seconds. You can shit. <laughs> I'd pinpoint four to five different places. Don't yeah. forget my best mate's Chris Ryan. He taught me shit yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. One, two, three, four, five, five shit zones immediately identified. Yeah. If any of you live in suburbia, right, and you want to send us a, a, a map of, of suburbia and you want us to identify shit points or shit zones that you don't mm. think exist, send them in, email them in, tweet them to us, and we'll fucking sort them out. I live in suburbia, and I'll tell you this now. If I was the victim of this crime, mm. and it is a crime, whatever way you look at it, yeah, right, and there was some young lad walking down my street needing a shit, yeah. I would sooner he shat in my front garden than exactly. he knocked on the door and asked to shit in my toilet. But the thing is, the, the mistake you could make was to go out there and make a scene and to try and punch him. Because then next thing you yeah. know, he's walking across your garden like a crab like and a you crab, fell yeah. over into his shit. Yeah. No, you got to well, keep you cool and go out there with a carry bag. I would, I would stand at the blinds, my eyes narrowing, my jaw... Just tensing a little, quietly seething. But I would be, I would be calm. Yeah. Outwardly, I'd be calm. Inside, a rage would be burning, yeah. right? And I would look at him, and I would just mutter to myself, "That's it, that's it, mate. <laughs> Curl it out. There, feels good, doesn't it? 
you've got away with it for today because the kiddies are in and I don't want to fucking make a scene and end up slipping in your shit. But I've got your number, sunshine. And maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But one day when you're least expecting it, I'll get my fucking revenge on you, mate. I'll shit in your fucking garden. <laughs> I'll find out where you fucking live and I'll shit in your front garden. And if you ain't got a front garden, I'll shit in your window box. I'm taking a fucking picture. I've got a <laughs> photograph of this. And if you come out when I'm shitting in your garden, it's going to be on my phone and I'm going to show you. I'll this. just hold it up. I'll say this it. now is for that. And just yeah. fucking hold the picture what, up. What goes around comes around, yeah. sunshine. Fucking yin years yang. later. It might be years later. Yeah. You might be, you're just like a lad about town now, right? You're in your 20s. This might happen to you when you're like me. You're in your 40s. You've got kids. You've got a mortgage. You've got high blood pressure, right? You're thinking about having a vasectomy. You've got all of that fucking shit on your plate, right? Yeah. I.e., it is a point in your life where you don't need more fucking stress and aggro because you've got enough. Yeah. And then suddenly you look out the window and by that stage, right, think about it. I'll be in my 60s and you're going to yeah. see some big fat 60-year-old cunt squatting down in your front garden, laying Holding a cable, phone. right, on my mobile phone or whatever the fuck will exist in 20 years. It'll but probably be... And you know what? By then, I might have irritable bowel syndrome or something like that. So it's oh, going to come out My bowels fucking, will be a mess by the time I'm in my 60s. It's going to come out the one yeah. you did in my garden 20 years ago, that was firm. That was a young man's stool. It was easy yeah. to clear up. But this one, I'm going to do in your garden, it's going to be a fucking nightmare, son. Yeah. You'll need to hose it down. And you're, you're fucking... But you weren't thinking, were you? You weren't thinking ahead. You were being selfish. Living in the moment, like all the millennials. Yeah. Cunt. You fucking avocado-eating fucking shitter. Firm shitting cunt. <laughs> Here's an email from Bradley. Uh, yeah. He says two bullshit and wanking story. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, this is uh, oh this is this is good. Uh, the bullshit. He says I knocked about with a lad in the late nineties called Darren. A lot of bullshitters are called Darren. He says I yeah, think he could be right. Darren from next door. Yeah, yeah. Some of his stories included the time that he twatted Terry Griffiths because he looked smug. Uh, well, Terry Griffiths did look a bit smug. Yeah, but he didn't twat him, even though he no. didn't. The time that he took ecstasy and appeared as a contestant on Strike at Lucky with Michael Barrymore. <laughs> well, that actually does add up because I always saw everyone on Strike at Lucky, not least Barrymore himself, was on loads of ecstasy. Because they all used to run about with in their arms at the beginning, didn't they? Yeah, and the people who yeah. fucking came up with the show were definitely on it to see when they came up with it. So it was just loads of fucking mad neon arrows shooting everywhere, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was on, on ecstasy and on straight and looking. He said he forgot what he'd won and he just left it at the studio. And finally, <laughs> he, he told me that he once threw a grapefruit so hard at a bus that it went through the first window, travelled through the carriage and came out the other window on the other side. <laughs> a grapefruit. Fuck me. And the wanking story, this is very good. He says, uh, like most teenage boys, I enjoyed a wank anywhere I could. I was yeah. once laying on my Playboy duvet. Remember, this was 1989, he says. Flicking through the four channels, looking for titillation one night. I found it on channel four. Of course he did. I laid out my wanking paraphernalia on the bed. One small pot of hand cream 
an Tisch und Handcreme, ihr Posch könnt. Um, <lacht> <lacht> one small pot of handcreme and tissues. He says, I started. I heard a noise and saw my father standing next to me. He looked at me and looked at the TV and said, what are you watching? I looked at the TV and said, Piranha 2. He said, okay, good night. <laughs> it was never spoken of again. Oh, my God. Oh, well, at least it was his dad and not his mum. Yeah. Yeah, his dad will have understood. <laughs> so, uh, good stuff. You that. crack Thanks. on, son. Do yeah, what you exactly. need to do. I've been mm. there. Not sure yeah. about the fucking hand cream, though. Yeah. <laughs> Used to use lard when I was a kid. What the fuck is that? Hand cream? <laughs> Where'd you get that from? <laughs> if you're having a wank, use this peas pudding like anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant title for a uh, email here from Cunter Mike. So it must be a burner email. Um, it, the title of the email is "My Dad Built a Cannon." Nice. All right, f- all right, fellas. Here's a story about my dad. For reasons that will become apparent, it's a burner email. Oh yeah. In 2006, my dad decided to make a cannon. I've attached some photos I took last week. He still keeps it in the shed. <laughs> I'll post the pictures on our Instagram. I need it's to get on the email impressive. now and find these. It's fucking impressive. Right. Got it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he bought a three foot long metal pipe and Whoa! welded. Yes. Fuck me. Have you that's seen brilliant. it? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's also, he, ske- he, he completely just gets straight to the point. He doesn't explain <laughs> his dad's reasoning because... He's just a dad. In 2006, my dad decided to make a cannon. I imagine his dad just sitting there, right, watching the darts. Yeah. Or maybe it was the afternoon and he was watching Ski Sunday, right? And he's there and just as Ski Sunday's ending, he hasn't got up out of his armchair all weekend. And all of a sudden he just gets up, (laughs) stretches out and goes, right, that's me out. I'm going to make a cannon. Fuck this. I'm making if anyone wants me I'll be out back making a cannon <laughs> he bought a three foot long metal pipe and welded a butt onto one end of it he then made his own cannonballs casting them with some lead he'd kept off our old windows I've seen the <laughs> cannonballs also, in the pictures how how uh, what I know, lead from man, windows they're, this is they're like massive the best dad ever yeah and also made a base to hold the thing from somewhere, and fuck knows where, he managed to get hold of some gunpowder. <laughs> Fucking hell. This bloke's like some sort of super dad. Yeah. Right. One night, he tried firing it in the back garden. It's not a big garden, and the house is next to a main road. <laughs> this is the dad we all aspire to be. Thankfully, it didn't fire as the balls were too heavy. Not to be thwarted... My dad ran inside the house and came back out with some potatoes. He shot a potato out of it, making a huge fucking bang as he did so. The potato flew across the road, landed in some wasteland and set a bush on fire. (laughs) My mum gave him a look and we decided to call it a night. My my dad... my dad this is my favourite bit my dad had planned to take the cannon to the Lake District to fire a spud over Coniston but ultimately but ultimately he decided against it 
His concern being, and this is a direct quote, <laughs> some PC fucker seeing us and calling the cops. <laughs> I'm taking it to the fucking Lake District. <laughs> then you'll see. Come on, we're going to the Lake District. <laughs> what? What have you got there? I'm taking the cannon to the Lake District. <laughs> why? I'm going to fire a fucking potato over Coniston. That's why. Come on, we'll are you coming or not? Night, Either way, I'm going. We'll have to do it oh. at night in case one of those PC cunts sees us. You know what they're like nowadays when these PC fucking millennial cunts. <laughs> Suddenly it's all like, oh, you can't fire a potato over the fucking Lake District. Hey, I'll fucking be the judge of that. Thank you very much. Where I can and can't fire a fucking potato. It's just a fucking potato. What arm is it? <laughs> it's fucking natural. It's organic. It's fucking what you call it. It'll rot naturally. Biodegradable, that is. Fucking hell. Oh, man, that's so good. It's the question one, is, Thanks, the question is, Mike. Sam, if we have any lawyers that listen to this podcast, yeah, if they can answer this question, is it legal to fire a potato out of a cannon at a man who's having a shit in your garden? Well, do you know what? I know we've never, we've never ever had a guest on this uh, podcast. Ask your dad; he's studying law. No, it's my my brother. Is it? Actually, oh, you know my brother. Himself. I haven't mentioned Cass in a few weeks, but I saw his missus today, right? <laughs> and I said, and she had the dog with her. She brought the dog round to my mum's house, and I right. went, where's Cass? And she went, he's gone away sailing. He goes away with his mates. They go on a boat, right? And I went, oh, yeah, so you're not putting the dog in kennels? And she went, what do you mean by that? I said, well, when you went away earlier in the year, he put the dog in kennels because he couldn't be fucked looking after it. <laughs> and she went, oh, no, well, the thing is, he's busy at work. I went, you know and I know that's bollocks, right? He comes and goes out there as he wants, and... There are fucking dogs in that office as well, because I've been in his office and there are yeah. other people in their dogs in. It's one of I them just He couldn't be arsed. He had a Chinese every night and some co-op <laughs> wine and he fucked the dog off to dog prison for the week, right? <laughs> and she went, yeah, it was bad. She, I went, basically, I said, look, you can't go away too often because, you know, he'll die if he has a Chinese every night and gets on the co-op wine. Yeah. And she went, yeah. He said to me the other day, Wow, I had to put the dog in kennels. You went away for a fucking month. She went, Cass, I went away for less than two weeks. <laughs> but he'd got confused about how long she'd been away. You've got, to just, because got to just round it up, haven't you, at the nearest month? He just lost track of time, basically. Once like she'd gone away, he stopped yeah. telling the time. His heart was uh, probably broken. So, no, he's studying law, but no, I know a couple of barristers. Right. That used to come on talk radio. Yeah. Uh, and one of them, I've got one in mind. Right. Who, if we ever wanted to do a legal special. Yeah, right, send in your legal questions. Send in your legal questions, and this bloke will definitely come on, and he is a top fucking barrister. I think he's yeah. a QC. And he'll come on, and we'll get a QC yeah. to answer all of the cunts' <laughs> legal inquiries. And they can either be real or just yeah. ones like that you're thinking that you've made up. It could tie in with drop the shit, it's time to admit. Yeah, exactly. Confession. With Queen's Counsel, Jeremy Dean. <laughs> Order. Order. It's time to drop the shit. It's time to admit. Right. Brilliant. And so he can he can answer all sorts of things. And also, like, you know, there's things like uh, we could get loads of stuff out of him because, you know, we could say to him, um, 
do you think that someone's got in touch and said, is it all right if you need a shit in suburbia to knock on someone's door? Yeah. What's your legal, what's your professional opinion on that? Yeah, exactly. And also, because barristers are in, in a way, barristers are like detectives. What they're good at is weaving stories and piecing together things and working angles and narratives. That's what they're experts at. So if like you had something that was a mystery, like that kid who woke up and he turned a bucket over and shat on top of it. Yeah. I would be interested in a top barrister's view on how that might have happened. Yeah. Legal standpoints, ethics and mysteries of the night. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm gonna fucking honestly, right? I'm gonna get in touch with him. We're gonna, I'm gonna say uh, that's how I'm gonna describe him. So, would you be willing to come on mine and Andy's podcast to discuss what was it? Legal questions, ethics, and mysteries mysteries of the night. night. (laughs) And it's gonna be pro bono, so don't expect any fucking money. No, (laughs) right, good. We'll do that now. It's time to end the episode, Sam, and play out with, of course, the theme from Crown Court. Ta da! Ta da! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.